1: All right, let's get it on. It's 10.06. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show. It is Sunday, May 22nd. I'm coming to you live on News Talk 710K in U.S. and Denver and in Colorado Springs doing a simulcast on AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer. I'm happy, happy, happy to have you with me. You know what? I, You know, I guess, I guess we needed the snow, and, boy, I got tired here. Well, you know, we sure need the moisture. But you know what? It's cold out there. I was out walking this morning, had the dog with me, and, boy, I had to bundle up a little bit. There's a little bit of a breeze here in Castle Rock. Now, Mike, I thought you were going to be in Highlands Ranch doing one of your meal deals today. Well, as you might well imagine, the snow has... uh, Uh, it's necessitated some changes, but we do have a meal deal for you. We might have a couple of extra surprises for you today. We can take your calls at 303-696-1971. Yesterday, maybe you heard the spot during the news break for the Western Conservative Conference coming up at the Gaylord Hotel on June 3rd and 4th. Well, yesterday... We gave a ticket away to Dennis up in Morrison. We gave away a ticket to Denise in Littleton. And today I've got two more tickets. So if you'd like to give me a call, uh, we can put you in a drawing. And uh, these tickets are valued at about about 140 bucks a day. I think if you bought both days it would be about 250. So, this is a pretty big deal. This is a nice prize about a $250 prize. And you can go out there and you can wander, you can go in and go out and go in and go out. Decide which day you want to go or go both days with these tickets. Uh give me a call at 303-696-1971. I'm thinking about going out there. I don't know. I've attended the Western Conservative Conference before, and it's very enjoyable. Remember a couple years ago at the convention center in downtown Denver, Donald Trump came when he was campaigning? That was pretty impressive. You know what? I'd like to hear what... Kaylee McAnally has to say. I'd like to hear what uh, uh, Ken Buck has to say. There's going to be an awful lot of people out there, but I really would like to just see that Gaylord Resort out there near DIA. So anyway, I may be out there, but that is certainly not the big draw. If you would like a ticket, just give me a call at 303-696-1971. And, yes, you do. It's talk radio. You do need to go on the air. You do need to share some ideas. You do need to tell me where you've been, what you've done, a restaurant you've visited, whether or not you're going to see the movie Top Gun Maverick, which comes out this Friday with Tom Cruise. I don't know if I'll be there on Friday. I think it's going to be a freak show at most theaters. But... I'll certainly get there, probably within a week or ten days. I watched the last episode of Bosch Legacy last night. We can talk a little bit about that. The Rockies uh, played a doubleheader yesterday. Boy, it looked cold out there at Coors Field. They lost the first game, but won the second game. So you know they're 19 wins and 20 losses. I guess you would have to say that they are kind of in the hunt with the expanded playoff series. We had a wonderful event yesterday at Garden of the Gods Trading Post. We had a wonderful event yesterday afternoon at Joyce's Famous Pizza. We've got one today, and I will be telling you more about it when we come back on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Coming in about 14 minutes after 10 o'clock here on the Restaurant Show, happy to have you aboard. Whether you're listening to me, heading on to brunch... Whether you're heading on to church, whether you're just sitting around the house, or whether you're out door dashing in Centennial and looking for a Mexican restaurant, we will get to our caller head in just a moment. But before I do, you know, like you said, with the snowstorm, I know some of you look at my job and you say, well, geez, it's got to be a pretty good gig. It is. Must be pretty easy just getting up every day and trying to decide where you want to go eat. (laughs) Yeah, well, then we have days like yesterday when I get a call about an hour before the event and. Dave Maddox, the guy who runs the Garden to the guy's trading post, tells me, well, the park is closed and the gates are closed and nobody can get to the trading post. And so we had to dance a little bit. They got the gates open. We had our event. So there's always a little bit of a challenge. But today we were supposed to be at Taste of Philly in Highlands Ranch, University and county line, and it was going to be a car show, a classic car show, those beautiful old Nomads and 57 Chevys and GTOs and Corvettes. Well, they canceled it because of the weather. Those cars are expensive. Those men and women that own them just love them to death. So But we're still doing the meal deal. Yep, it's on my website at mikeboyle.com. You can still go by The Taste of Philly. We have moved the event in its entirety with the meal deal and the car show to September 11th. It's a fundraiser for veterans, so we certainly want to have the car show. We want to raise that money for veterans' causes. But... You can still go by the Taste of Philly, and we'll be telling you a little bit more about that when we speak with Martin Garvey, the proprietor here, in just a little while. All right, let's go to Ed. Ed's outdoor dashing, trying to make a buck, trying to be a contributing member of society, and he's looking for some Mexican food. Ed,
2: welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you much. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of old, and I'm kind of old-fashioned. I'm looking for, not that they don't deserve to be gentrified, but I'm looking for an old-fashioned Mexican non-gentrified Well, well, I'm going
1: to I'm going to give you I'm going to give you three family-owned places fairly close to where you are. Since I don't know exactly where you are, all it said was Centennial.
2: There's a couple. I
1: I would suggest if you go over to County Line and Holly, not too far from where we're doing our taste of Philly. But County Line and Holly, there's a restaurant called Los Dos potríos the two ponies okay i l l o s los dos potríos they do a wonderful job there's another one in Centennial that might be a little bit closer to you and it's called el carajo and it's k a r a j o and it's at quebec and Arapaho, just a little bit north of Arapaho, behind the Safeway called El Carajo. And there's another one that is family-owned and operated that uh, they've been around for a while, but they seem to lease places, and when the lease runs out, they move. It's called Old Santa Fe, and it's at 1500 West Littleton Boulevard, just a little bit west of Broadway. And they're all wonderful places. They're all family-owned and operated, and I think that uh, I think that you are going to, I, I think you're going to be just fine with any of those. Um, that sounds terrific. I know that I I I, I know that um, El Carajo opens at eleven today. Uh, Los Dos Potrios, My guess is that they probably, you know, it being Sunday. That is always a big day in the Mexican communities. You know, they like to go to church. They like to get together with family and friends, go out to eat. So I would assume that these are um, open. But, Ed, you know what your mother told you about the word assume, right?
2: Yeah, I got you. You know it well. <laughs> Does this
1: help a little bit? Does this
2: help a little it bit? Is, it helps terrific. I, I had, would, It's funny. I've been in right. that shopping center forever, and I've never, I've never spotted the restaurant, the La Corazza. Okay. Well, Carajo. the reason
1: the reason no, the reason is Ed, it's not in the shopping center. It's not where the oh, safe it's back way there, is. behind
2: where the Swiss Tire used to be. All, I know what you're talking about. Yep.
1: No, 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 but it's on Quebec.
2: Yeah, I know it. I know. I know the little little, little strip mall right there. It's got a tire yeah, store in it and stuff. Yeah. It, there's a strip. Uh, I'm not sure.
1: I, I think the tire center's on the other side. But neither here nor there. Yeah, that's okay, right. You I'll you'll find it. Find it Okay. Good. Uh, would you like to be in the drawing for a ticket to I the Western Conservative I certainly, certainly
2: would. I've been wanting right, to go to sure that thing all my life and I've never been able to get out there. I'm going to this year. Well, if, if we can get you a ticket, I'll t- make sure we get your phone
1: number so I can call and get your email cuz what they do they email the ticket to you if we if we draw your name. Okay, Ed?
2: That's terrific. Thank you, Mike.
1: And dr- safe drive, okay? Thanks for listening I to do the so. show. All right. 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. Let's go to um, Lakewood and talk with, is it Poston? Paul Poston. Ah, Okay. Sorry, Paul. (laughs) Go ahead. Hello.
2: Hi. Yeah. uh, After taking Joan to see Downton Abbey on Friday, we went to Black Eyed Pea and really Really enjoyed uh it. Good Uh food.
1: Black uh, Eyed Pea, they do a wonderful job, I think. And you know what? I was actually thinking about them just this morning, Paul, because when I look at restaurant professionals like Dave Maddox at the Garden of the Gods trading post yesterday— when I look at restaurant professionals like Martin Garvey, who we're going to visit today at the Taste of Philly, when I look at Steve Shaw of the Black Eyed Pea, it doesn't matter how many people show up. It doesn't matter what the weather is. It doesn't matter anything. When they offer these specials, they are completely prepared to do them. They're completely unflappable. It works out very well very well. Paul, we can let you hang over for a second, but the music tells me uh, it is time for me to take a break. Would you like a ticket if we draw your name to the Western Conservative Conference?
2: Yes, please.
1: Okay. And uh, we'll have Leroy figure out if you want to hold on or not, but we'll be right back on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show.
2: Okay. All
1: right. 24 minutes after 10 o'clock here on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. That means that we are only 36 minutes away from great Philly cheesesteaks. Let me speak with the aforementioned Martin Garvey. He is the owner and operator of two Taste of Philly, soon to be three. He's got one at Kipling and Colfax. That is not where the special is, but he's got one at University and County Line and that's where the special is today and he is if nothing else Malleable. He is adjustable. He is flexible because we have had to make some serious, serious adjustments in all three events over this weekend. Martin, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me.
2: Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Well, it's my
1: pleasure. I was mentioning to the listeners that I thought that this would be a great weekend to have an event yesterday morning at the Garden of the Gods trading post. We do one the week before Memorial Day every year. They offer two buffalo burgers for $7, uh, $7 for $2, three fifty each. It's always a huge crowd. It's a mob. And then we do Joyce's Famous Pizza in the afternoon, and we were going to do the Taste of Philly with the Car Show fundraiser for veterans today, thinking that, okay, we've finally gotten through the late spring. We've gotten through all of our potential weather situations. Well, yesterday I got a call about an hour before the event at Garden of the Gods Trading Post, and Dave Maddox, the president, told me, Well, the park's closed, and the gate's closed, and nobody can get here, but we'll go ahead and honor the deal that people can find a place to park off property and walk on in. Then they got the gates open, we went over, we did the show anyway. So you have to make some adjustments. I got a call from you on Friday saying, uh, hey, Mike, guess what? They've canceled the car show because those are beautiful cars, and they don't want to bring them out in the weather. But... Mike, I think we should go ahead and at least offer the sandwiches for people, and we'll move it back to September when they have the car show and do another one. Does that sound about right, Martin?
2: Yeah, that's about right. Unfortunately, you know, we didn't know exactly what the weather was doing, and, uh, you know, we're stuck with what the uh, forecasters tell us. So they were telling us that today was going to be a miserable day. And they're kind of right. It's really not very nice out there. And, uh I I think uh, rescheduling it uh, was the right call.
1: Part of of car shows are walking around in the sun, seeing those highly polished 57 Chevys and the 59 Impalas, and some of those cars just glistening in the sun while people walk around with a cold beer, maybe an original Philly cheesesteak from your restaurant. So, but you know what? We've had it on the calendar, the sandwiches, for a couple of, oh, I don't know, six weeks, two months. And uh, sometimes people don't check the website every day. Sometimes they're not listening exactly at the right moment. So I think we're right to go ahead and offer the $5 Philly cheesesteaks from 11 o'clock until 1
2: o'clock. Yeah, that's right. You know, the weather uh, doesn't affect us inside too much, and the uh, hot, hot cheesesteaks are good in cold weather. So, uh, yeah, we, we've been promoting it and, and hoping for a big event, so uh, we're happy to go ahead and extend that offer today.
1: Martin, you are about to have your third restaurant. You've been making Philly cheesesteaks. So how old are you, Martin? Are you about mid-40s? Mid-40s. That's a good way of saying it. You got it. <laughs> okay. And you've been doing this... You started making Philly cheese steaks when you were in high school, is that right?
2: Uh, just out of just out of high school. I've been doing it probably since about 1996 or 97.
1: All right, 25 years, 26 yeah. years. Yeah. Have you ever given any thought, or maybe you awakened at three o'clock in the morning in a cold sweat, and figured
2: out how many Philly cheese steaks you've made? <laughs> I have done uh, some, some, some napkin math on that before. I'll tell you, as a chain, you know, we've got 16 restaurants. Uh, I think it's going to be 17 uh, in the chain. And, uh, and across the board, we do about half a million a year. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. We do about a million cheesesteaks uh, a year, half a million pounds of beef. Um, and so, yeah, we're selling about a million cheesesteaks a year across the chain. So even going in three or four, I've had you know between two and four various times. Uh, I'm safe to say I've probably sold millions of cheesesteaks. I've made millions of cheesesteaks. <laughs> it sounds to me
1: like you're probably going to stick with it. it. Sounds to me like uh, uh, this is a chosen career. Uh,
2: I don't know if it's chosen, but it's certainly one that's been uh, that's turned out well for me, and uh, and I didn't have to go hundreds of thousands of dollars into debt to do it. Terrific. You're, tell the listeners what you're serving today for 5 bucks. Yeah, so we've got a couple different offers today. For $5, that's out-the-door taxes included. $5 is going to get you an original cheesesteak with onions or without onions. Don't come in asking for mushrooms and peppers. That's called the works, and with the works, you're going to pay full price. But if you come <laughs> in and get the original uh, with onions or without onions, you're going to pay $5. And we're also doing it with the uh, Italian hoagie. Uh, and $5 Italian Hobie out the door. And if you come down sooner than later, we've got a few guys sitting in the parking lot who haven't heard about the car show cancellation yet. I'm looking at a couple 1960s Firebirds out there. i got a new C8 Corvette sitting out in the parking lot. Uh, we're going to go ahead and <laughs> chat with these guys and uh, apologize, let them know we've rescheduled. But there's a couple cool cars sitting in the parking lot. We've seen a few other cool ones kind of rolling through. <laughs> hey, Martin, where are you from? Uh, originally from New Jersey,
1: uh, you know what? Because you got some of that New York, you got some of that East Coast stick in you. You know that five dollars <laughs> out the door, and don't be asking for bell peppers or mushrooms because then you'll pay full price. You got you got a little, you still got a little of that East Coast in you, Martin.
2: Yeah, well, I'm surrounded by the lovely people from the East Coast uh, that are our customers day in day out, and we get more and more <laughs> transplants coming out here to Colorado all the time, don't we? You know, I remember one time being at Pat's
1: in Philadelphia. I'm sure you've been there. And
2: 9th and Pat's, yeah.
1: 2 o'clock in the morning, and everybody is either just getting off work or they have been drinking for hours. And I'm lined <laughs> That's up. Right. Getting, and, and, folks, if you've never been to Pat's in Philadelphia, you, you kind of queue up along an asphalt, and you kind of come along, and the – Guys that take your orders and make the Phillies are actually up on a concrete platform that's about maybe 12, 18 inches high. Then you got the counter, so you're looking up at the biggest, ugliest guys, wife-beater t-shirts, hairy backs, and so forth, taking your order and making your Philly cheesesteaks, and they're talking a language that is not one that I'm familiar with. And so all of a sudden I get up there and I look up and I say to the guy, "Hey man, I'm not from here. I've never been here. Give me a little help, will you? Because these guys are whiz whiz and whiz whiz and all that type of stuff, Martin." <laughs> and it always it was it slows them down a little bit. You know they kind of smile and they say, "All right, here's what it means." And uh, but nice guys. But did I describe it fairly accurately?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think uh with most of those guys there's a certain uh energy that uh you better know what you're doing or they, they literally will send you back to the back of the line, you know. <laughs> Start muttering and stumbling over your words, that's it, back of the line, whoever's next, let's go. Uh <laughs> yeah. we try to be a little more patient and a little kinder here. <laughs> that a
1: boy. All right, well you've mellowed out as you've come west, right? That's right, and with age. (laughs) All right, so tell the listeners where the taste of Philly. I've been saying university and county line, it's pretty easy. But, Martin, if somebody were to call you and say, where are you,
2: how do I get there, give them some direction. We We are in the Promenade Shopping Center. We're on the southeast corner of county line and university. If you're coming 470, get off at university, head north. Take your first right, and then uh, take your next right, right into the shopping center. Look left, you'll see us.
1: If you're coming down county line from uh, I-25 or from Centennial, that area, just come on county line. And before you get to university, there's one light. You'll make a left turn right into the Promenade Shopping Center. And from 11 to 1, you can dine in or take out, get the $5 Philly cheese. The
2: original, don't ask for any of that special stuff for your pay full price, right? That's, that's that's right, man. $5 out the door on the original or the Italian Hockey. I like that. Folks, not only that, when he says out the door, I don't know what
1: tax is in Highlands Ranch, 7%, seven and a half, eight percent 8%, whatever. It's only he 5% another, here, Mike. It's in Denver. Only 5%. Well, he saved you another 25 cents. So uh, stop by and see him. Say hello. He's a great guy. And am I there? No, I am not there today. I was going to be there for the car show, but I will be there when we do the event on September 11th with the car show. It's a fabulous car show, isn't it, Martin?
2: Yeah, you know, we've really enjoyed doing it over the years, and we really were disappointed about it today, man. Uh, We raised a lot of money for the veterans, and uh, we just have a good time. And we had a a big blowout show uh, planned this year. We had a lot of band come in, and uh, we, we were geared up and ready to go, but if we can't get a bunch of cars here, it kind of makes it not worthwhile and uh, talking to the car show guys, they just said they didn't think they could get a whole bunch of cars here so september eleventh we're going to do it we're going to raise money for the vets and uh, we'll see if we can put some rain or shine uh, contingencies in there to make sure we can still uh, make it uh, happen on November 9th or uh, September 11th.
1: Well, and one other thing you might want to do is check out my website at com because as soon as Martin wraps up his acquisition of a third Taste of Philly, we'll be doing an event with him, and we'll have it. it might be in your neighborhood, and we'll have it on my website at com. All right, Martin, we'll see you for Philly cheesesteaks at 11 o'clock. Thanks, buddy. All right. Sounds great. Thanks, Mike. All right, we'll be right back. All right, 10.38 is the time here on Sunday, May twenty 2022. You're listening to The Restaurant Show, all up and down the front range. Happy to have you with me. My name is Mike Boyle. I'm your host. And, you know, um, yes, I, I just think it's such a testimony to the three restaurants that offered meal deals this weekend or are offering, about to offer at Taste of Philly that they're just completely adjustable completely malleable and you say well mike don't you like to go to those events why weren't you at joyce's famous pizza yesterday well i was at the garden of the gods trading post yesterday morning in manitou springs and i could make it up to broadway and evans with the gap finish now but with the snow and the icy roads and so forth Sometimes it just gets a little tough to get around. We had a big crowd, even though we didn't know we were going to be able to even open the gates to the Garden of the Gods trading post yesterday until about 10 o'clock. They didn't get the park open until noon. We had a big, big crowd. And I want to thank all of you that came out. We had the buffalo burgers. I had mine with the homemade chips. I had some of the Colorado Creamery ice cream. I'm an ice cream freak. I, I I probably eat too much of it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But they've got great ice cream. We had a wonderful crowd. And then Joyce said, no problem. We can get the event without you, even though I like to see people when they arrive. So we did it. And today, without the car show, I said, Martin, you know, because, it, it, you know, it's e- the easy way out would be to say, Well, we'll just cancel the event. We'll just put canceled on the website. I'll mention canceled on the air. Some people will be inconvenienced. Just like Martin said, cars are pulling in for the car show, even though they didn't know the car show had been canceled. But... These are good people, and Martin is going to be there. Martin is there. It's Sunday morning at 1040. At 11 o'clock when he opens, he's going to do those $5 out-the-door Philly cheesesteaks for you. So stop by, say hello, and uh, let him know you appreciate it. He's also doing the $5 hoagies. We decided to do that as well because we wanted to do a cold sandwich in case you wanted that. All right, so... Boy, there's a lot of homeless people around and and I'm not quite as sympathetic to them as maybe I should be. You want to read a good book about, remember when we were growing up they were called bums or they were called hobos, right? You want to read a good book, it's by a guy named Ted Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R. Ted Conover is the son of a Denver attorney. That uh, David Arkell that uh, that I've, uh, I beg your pardon uh, David Conover that I've known for quite some time and when he graduated from Amherst College certainly not a bastion of conservative thought he decided that he wanted to learn more about homelessness and he rode the rails he became a quote unquote bum, a hobo and he rode the rails he wrote a book called Rolling Nowhere it 's by Ted Conover, and he talks about the people that he met on the road, anyway, uh, we see them all around you know these camping we need these camping bands, we need to get these people out of the parks and so forth. I talked with a homeless man this morning, and I asked him how he ended up that way, and he said, "Well, up until last week, I had it all. I still had it all. I had plenty to eat, my clothes were washed and pressed. I had a roof over my head. I had HDTV and Internet. I went to the gym, the pool, the library. I was working on my MBA online. I had no bills and no debt. I even had full medical benefits coverage. God, I felt sorry for the guy. So I asked, what happened? Drugs? Alcohol? Divorce? No, nothing like that, he said. Because of the coronavirus, I was unexpectedly paroled. (laughs) Yeah, he had it all. He had a roof over his head. He had plenty to eat. He had HDTV. He was in prison. He was in jail, but he got paroled. And so consequently, he didn't have access to all of that stuff. Absolutely free. Okay, something else. Mike Rosen, longtime Denver talk show host, 30 years dear friend of mine, we do plenty of things together, go to lunch, go to dinner, we go to baseball games. Anyway, even though he now just fills in occasionally for his old haunt over there at another radio station, he writes a column as he's done for 25, 30 years. He now writes for Complete Colorado. Complete Colorado is an independent institute think tank. And they do a wonderful job. It's run by John Caldera. But there is an article out that I'm going to suggest you look it up. You go to CompleteColorado, one word, .com. And there you see the host, and you can click on Mike Rosen. Rosen, students and parents win big in Douglas County schools you know i know this is the restaurant travel movies books sports tv shows whatever we feel like talking about but you know we've got an important election coming up in november this is the way mike's article begins students and parents win big in douglas county schools apparently the left's love of democratic elections only applies when it wins last november A majority of parents and others in the Douglas County School District voted out a union-backed slate of liberal board members and replaced them with a conservative slate, flipping the board to a 4-3 conservative majority. Echoing a a long-overdue national trend, those voters were expressing their disapproval of the way the liberal board was abusing their children with progressive indoctrination and politicized social engineering at the expense of basic academic. The three embittered liberal members still on the board have dug in their heels and retaliated with ungracious belligerent resistance. Predictably, the media liberals have rushed to their aid. Somehow, the Washington Post deemed a Colorado school board election worthy of national coverage. Its biased reporting reflected disapproval of the dismissal of the district's superintendent. The Associated Press was just, a bad, just as bad. Metro area coverage from liberal reporters and newspapers like the Denver Post on TV and on Colorado Public Radio were routinely spun to support the board's liberal and attack the conservative. Anyway, uh, this is a—it's it's a little bit of a lengthy article, and I'm not going to read the rest of it to you. But I'll just tell you something. CompleteColorado.com has got some stuff that is really good. I don't. Pick it up every, I, I pick it up. I don't go to it online every day, but man, some of that stuff is really, really good. And that article by Mike Rosa, he's so intelligent and he writes so well. He's so well spoken that uh, it, might be, it might be, you know, there's going to be other elections coming up in November and it might be worth your reading. Um, Colorado Springs just opened up its newest food hall called the well w-e-l-l um it opened early this spring it's at the corner of weber street and pike's peak avenue right down near downtown colorado springs there's another one called coati c-o-a-t-i denver has quite a few of them if you'd like to get into the drawing for a western conservative conference ticket And you don't really know what you might want to talk about. Ed wanted to ask about some nice family-owned Mexican restaurants in Centennial. We talked about that. Paul called in, wanted to sing the praises of the Black Eyed Pea and what a wonderful job they do. They are both in the drawing. Maybe you've got another thought that you'd like to share, but I thought that this is interesting. A decade ago, this is from um, a... um, Uh, This is from a a trade publication here in the metro area. A decade ago, Denver didn't have a single food hall as we think of them today. Not food court, a food court where you go to the Park Meadows Mall or the Chapel Hills Mall, and there's about six or eight or ten or twelve restaurants that you can choose from, and then you sit in this cafeteria-style environment. A food hall is where there are a number of individual restaurants, and you can go in and choose which ones you want to get your food from. Um, We've even got one in Castle Rock. It's an old church called Iglesia. And I, I just, I'd love to get your thoughts on them. I think that even though they sound like they may be a more urban environment type of place. They seem to be proliferating more in the suburbs. And to be honest with you, I think that that's contradictory to their clientele. And I just don't get it. I suppose maybe if you're out with your sweetie and you've got another couple with you and nobody can decide whether they want Italian or Mexican, maybe you go to one of these places because one person can, can get sushi and this person can get fish and chips and somebody over here is serving hamburgers. I just, they don't resonate for me, but I'm curious to see. You know, it looks to me like what we are going to see, and I'll share this article with you here just a little bit, is that under our capitalist system, If a town will support 25 restaurants, 50 open up. If a town will support 10 hotels, 20 open up and then market forces begin to work who promotes who markets a little bit better who can keep the occupancy rate up in the hotel who can keep people coming into their restaurants but the seats as they call it but uh, so maybe maybe these things will stick around I'm just not a fan. I'm going to share this article with you when we come back on The Restaurant Show. All right, 1053 is the time. We've got time for more callers. 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. I'm going to give away two tickets, um, two individual tickets, to the Western Conservative Conference coming up on June 3rd and 4th at the Gaylord Hotel Resort up near DIA. Uh, yesterday, we gave away tickets to Dennis and Denise. I've got Ed and Paul in the drawing. Give us a call, 303-696-1971. And, uh Contribute to the show, and uh, we will put you in the drawing. We are six minutes away from the Lunch Munch, starting at Martin Garvey's Taste of Philly at University and County Line, $5 Philly cheesesteak sandwiches. That's $5 out the door, or you can get a $5 Italian hoagie sandwich as well. All right, so this article says, a decade ago, Denver didn't have a single food hall As we think of them today, five years ago, we could still safely count them on one hand. And today, we don't have enough digits to number all the halls that have popped up in Denver proper and its suburbs. With their proliferation, not to mention the pandemic squashing all forms of restaurants, has Colorado maxed out on food halls? Or do our appetites for them and their profits remain Strong. Scott Vollmer, director of property operations for Will White, the developer behind the Bluebird Market Town Hall that opened in Silverthorne in January, says, Denver is definitely oversaturated in my opinion. He opened the food halls and urban hubs all over the U.S., but looked into spots in Colorado. He wasn't touching Denver. Why? He figured it was already overserved. He's betting on the mountain town of Silverthorne, citing its core of locals. It has the highest year-round population in Summit County. Of course, Silverthorne right down there at the base near Frisco, and the throngs of visitors driving through on their way to and from the mountains. While Denver may have more people, It already has enough food hall, he believed, while the Colorado mountains have nothing at all. Population density is the secret ingredient. A a food hall has to be built in a community and for the neighborhood it serves. Avanti did a great job for the Highland. Denver Central Market is doing great in Rhino. And the Edgewater Public Market is really a big example of a neighborhood food hall and it did a great job in the Sloan's Lake area. Jesse Silva, who cut his food hall teeth as a vendor at the Denver Central Market, and is now part owner and runs the food operations of the Golden Mill, Broadway Market, and the upcoming Westminster Alley, agrees that Denver has its fill of halls. The density is not there in Denver, especially now with COVID. Downtown is hard. Downtown is really hard. I feel like the density right now is in the suburbs because people are working from home, and I will editorially inject, and they can get to those places easily. I love the Rockies. I love to watch baseball, but I don't go to nearly as many games just because of the work that it takes to go down, find a parking place, battle traffic, and so forth and so on. So, you know what, I think it's an interesting idea, but um, I, I just don't... I, I, I don't see how I would ever think of going into the, one of them as an operator. Now, the article goes on to talk about Frank Bonanno. Frank Bonanno, Mizuna, a bunch of other places. He's got 10 or 12 restaurants, uh, High and Doe, and so forth. He's obviously a smart guy, and he's gone into some of these things. But when I go to one... It just seems like it's one or two people buying themselves a job. It just looks like they have decided to have the burger operation in this food hall, and you've got to go every day, and you've got to pick up food, and you've got to go every day and cook it, and how many meals can you cook? How many people can you get through there? And the way they generally work is that the building is owned by the landlord. And the landlord generally gets the liquor license. Well, I don't know what you think about drinking. I happen to enjoy it, but not nearly as much as I used to. And I don't do not much as, nearly as much of it as I used to. But the point is, is that that's a tremendous revenue source. So you go to this place with your sweetie, and she gets a taco, and you get a hamburger, and you sit in this common area, and you buy a drink from the landlord. I... You know what, it's just not something that turns me on. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Do you go to them? Do you like it? Or are you more inclined to say, Hey, honey, let's go out for dinner tonight. Where would you like to go? Outback's got plenty of variety. A pizza place has plenty of variety. Mexican food has food all over the map. We'll talk about that in the next hour. 303-696-1971 and everybody that calls will go in a drawing for (coughs) about two hundred and fifty dollar ticket for two days of the Western Conservative Conference. We'll be back after the news with more of the Mike Boyle
0: Restaurant Show.